Welcome to the Mind of Little Rage, your home of all things hard and heavy in the world of independent music. And now, your host, Charles Little Rage Alloway. to another edition of the mind of little rage it is early wednesday morning we're about half past midnight on wednesday and um today has been somewhat of an eventful day uh we uh as you heard there there is a brand new intro for the program and i have to send a huge thank you to sean parr for doing the intro for the show uh he is um he is a professional uh radio dj and announcer and he uh, he did that out of the kindness of his heart and uh to give uh, to help me out a little bit and and hopefully uh, give me a leg up on the uh, professionalism of this program so thank you very much mr parr for doing that and as well Got to send another thank you to the Shite Hawks for allowing me to use Compass as the Season 7 musical intro. And uh, that song just, uh, just, just does it for me. That song is completely badass and I think it fits the program very, very well. Uh, there's a couple of reasons I'm doing an episode this late. One, uh, I'm pretty excited, so trying to go to sleep right now would be uh, an exercise in futility, but it was also a very eventful day on uh, Twitter, and there were some great questions 
that were posed by uh, the people that I follow or people that follow me that I thought I could uh, maybe give a little insight on and uh, just, you know, just uh, kill some time. Plus, I got a new mic stand for uh, for my microphone and uh, kind of wanted to try it out and see how things go with that. But uh, the, uh, the day pretty much started off... Um, with uh, with an out with the question, um, what guitarist does not get enough respect? And that was posed by uh, Return of Rock, and I had um, I had some pretty interesting replies, uh, or saw some pretty interesting replies, and um, I I just name dropped three names that uh, I thought were guitarists that really don't get enough respect. And the first one that I dropped was Tom Kiefer, who is uh, probably more known for his time in the band Cinderella. And anybody who follows this program or knows me knows that I am a huge Cinderella fan. I have been since 1986. And uh, even though they're not active right now, they uh, they are continuously played on uh, any playlist. And when I'm listening to to my music, uh, Cinderella just has to be in the mix. But uh, Tom Kiefer, I think, uh, really really didn't get the the credit that he deserved as a, a singer. Uh, a songwriter and as a guitarist uh the man just he 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 rips that's all there is to it and whether he's doing uh your a heavier blues based song or if he's doing like a uh, a country rock ballad like a heartbreak station or something like that the man can play the hell out of a guitar and as a guitarist, I just think he is uh, severely, severely overlooked. And uh, the second name that I dropped was uh, Joe Bonamassa. I, I think Bonamassa is more known for his guitar playing, but he uh, he's usually lumped into that uh, that blues category. But if you listen to Black Country Communion, the dude can just shred he is he is an amazing guitarist and really really just does a damn good job on on a guitar and uh, I think he uh, he deserves a little bit more of a spotlight and of course uh, respect from his uh, fellow musicians whether they be independent or or well-known musicians or uh, worldwide type uh, bands or anything like that, but Bonamassa is, is way up there. And the last name that I put on that list is a name that I get the impression that not a lot of people know uh, who this individual is or any of the acts or bands that he's been associated with, and that is uh, one Ian Thornley. And uh, I first heard Ian Thornley, uh, it was probably 1997, uh, I was stationed at uh, Malmstrom Air Force Base in Great Falls, Montana, and being uh, fairly close to the Canadian border, the uh, rock radio station played a lot of Canadian artists that maybe 
in other parts of the country you probably wouldn't hear. Uh, they they played uh, Kim Mitchell uh, all the time on, on the radio station there in Great Falls. In 97, Big Wreck released their debut album called In Loving Memory Of, and the first song that I heard from them was called The Oaf. And from the second that I heard that song, uh, I, I instantly became a fan. I ran out uh, that week and got the CD, and uh, I've been a Big Wreck Big fan ever since. And um, I just think that uh, Ian Thornley uh, has shown his versatility, not only with the guitar, but other stringed instruments, banjo and um you know, a, he, he plays the hell out of a slide guitar and just doesn't get the uh, get the recognition and the respect that he deserves, not only as a guitarist, but as a songwriter and as a singer. He was also in a, a short-lived band called uh, Thornley, and uh, their album, their debut album, had, uh, had some massive, massive songs on there, uh, so... Uh, one and one track uh, in particular that really sticks out with me is a song called Come Again. And if you have not checked out Thornley or Big Wreck, uh, I highly recommend that you do so. But uh, another question that uh, that kind of came up uh, a little bit later in the day was um, what which 1992 album listed below is your favorite and what song from that album is your favorite? The, the four that we had to choose from were uh, the uh, self-titled King's X album, the Extreme, Three Sides to Every Story, the Ritual from Testament, and Angel Dust from Faith No More. And all four of those albums uh, are are really, really good. Some are just uh, spectacular. But of uh, of those four, uh, again, if you know me, you know exactly where I'm going with this. And that was going to be the self-titled album from King's X. And this was an album that was met with uh, quite a bit of criticism. Uh, some critics would go on to say that this particular album was lazy, uh, had a had kind of a lazy sound to it, uh, didn't really, you know, mesh with what was going on, and especially compared to the previous albums, this one just didn't, didn't have that spark, and I completely 100% disagree with, uh, with the critics' statements on that. I think this album was uh, was is right up there with Gretchen goes to Nebraska faith hope love uh, and uh, out of the silent planet I would put that up there as uh, part of the classic four from King's X and um, the song that I chose off of that one that just kind of sticks out in my head is a song called ooh song and uh, it's it's heavy uh, Ty's guitar in that song is just uh, it's just fucking amazing, and uh, the the song has this great structure to it, and of course it has the uh, the uh, trademark King's X vocal towards the end of the song as it's fading out, and you may have to turn up the volume to really hear it, but at the very, very end of the song, 
Ty does a little bit of a guitar change, and you can hear Doug uh, start laughing, and he says, uh, and I quote, I like that little guitar change Ty put in there. That was nice. And every time I hear that, uh, it just makes me smile because it's uh, it just shows that the guys are having fun when they're recording their music, they're, they're into what they're doing. And I think that's just something that's become more of a, of a staple when it comes to, uh, to King's X's music and any band that's, that's doing any kind of album, recording a song, whatever, that's, that's what you need to have is you need to be 100% invested in what you're doing and, uh, you know, not record a song that you're going to get tired of of playing 10, 15, 20 years down the line because chances are the fans are going to love it. They're going to want to hear you play it live. And uh, that's King's X's, as I said before. They're one of the the bands that just, they do it for me. They, they, they hit on all cylinders. They, they check all the boxes uh, on my, on my music list. And, uh, you know, if you have not given King's X a, uh, a listen, I highly recommend you do so. Uh, they can go from, uh, you know, heavy rock to damn near gospel. They can do, they can do the power ballad type thing, but, uh, they're probably one of the most versatile bands on the face of the earth and no one absolutely no one sounds like king's x later in the day i i um uh, i put i did post on uh on twitter and i don't do it a whole lot it was a day off and uh, i wanted to kind of see what was going on and and s- something that i've been contemplating for a while is uh i wanted to get some some guests on the show that have some experience, have some uh, some longevity in their careers, and maybe even go outside of the musical sphere and and people who are maybe not known for their musical abilities, and and have them on the show as well. My uh, my post was uh, there, and I quote on this one as well. There are a few guests that I would like to have on the show in the coming months and weeks. Dream guests, if you will. And uh, also ask the question, who would you like to see on TMOLR? And, you know, if you uh, if you have some answers, you know, please uh, go to that post there on my Twitter and uh, post your answers in the comment section. But uh, under that, I put uh, a short list of dream guests that I would like to have on the show. And, of course, first and foremost is the Mighty King's X. Uh, I got to briefly meet all three of them in San Antonio. Gosh, it was probably um, 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, Very nice guys. Uh, Would love to have all three or any one of the three on the show just to just to chat and maybe pick their brain uh also excuse me on that list is uh chris jericho and yeah he's he's got his hands in in two spheres that uh, really uh their obsessions or 
passions of mine, uh, the music, of course, and and the uh, pro wrestling. But uh, he's also he's most widely known as a pro wrestler, but uh, many of the fans know that he's also the lead singer of the band Fozzie, which I have been a fan of since their uh, first release, which was you know 90% covers, and there's a whole uh, mockumentary type story behind it, and it just added to the mystique and uh, appeal of Fozzie. But I would love to pick Chris Jericho's brain. Uh, again and just see if he has any uh, advice or anything like that maybe some of the trials and tribulations he has gone through uh, trying to be uh, a hard rock heavy metal musician front man another one is Frankie Kazarian now many of you are probably uh, listening to this going who in the hell is Frankie Kazarian and Frankie Kazarian is uh, another pro wrestler that uh, I've watched for uh, years. He is uh, he's one of the best in the ring, but he also is a uh, is a is a bass player, and he has a band called Vex Temper. And I've listened to a lot of their music, and it is very very good. And he's another guy that I would like to just kind of pick his brain and see what uh, what he's had to face when it comes to producing his music. And, and things of that nature, and uh, I just, I, again, I just think that be a lot of good information that could be shared, and maybe some advice that people could put into practice. Some of the other names that I mentioned on that list were, of course, Big Wreck, for uh, reasons uh, I kind of previously talked about. Love Bites out of Japan. Uh, if you're not familiar with Love Bites, uh, these are uh, it's a it's an all female power metal band and yes they look all pretty and dolled up and elegant and things of that nature but um, don't let the looks fool you love bites is uh, is an amazing heavy metal band and these girls bring it uh, nightly and they're just amazing and if you have not checked out love bites I highly highly recommend that you do so. Uh, everyone here also knows that uh, I am a huge Seven Dust fan, and I would also like to have Lejean Witherspoon and Morgan Rose on the program in some capacity. Uh, these guys are just uh, just amazing. It's depending on the day; they are either number one or number two on my. Uh, top bands of all time they they switch positions with uh with king's x um so if king's x isn't number one seven dust seven dust is number one but um another uh couple of bands that i had on here were la guns this was a band that i got to see live in missoula montana actually got to go on their tour bus this was god probably 2002 2003 and uh, just really nice guys, and I'd love to, to have uh, Phil Lewis, Tracy Guns uh, on the program, just, just talk to them for a little bit. And, um, you know, they kind of they kind of tickled the, uh, the ceiling when it came to popularity. Uh, of course, they had that huge hit with uh, The Ballad of Jane. That was just, that's just one side of, uh, of L.A. Guns. 
they're much more than than just that power ballad. So if you're not familiar with L.A. Guns, go check out their their past catalog. It's uh, some great stuff. And of course, um, one of my drumming heroes from Mastodon, Bron Daler. I'd love to get a chance to talk with him and the rest of the guys from Mastodon. Uh, I think they've been one of the more prolific progressive metal bands that uh, we've had over the past 10 years. And uh, they just seem like some interesting cats to talk to. So I would really, really like to talk to Mastodon. I think that would be really great as well. It's just been, uh, it's been one of those days that, you know, I I think I did a whole, a little bit of daydreaming things I want to do in the future and um it's uh it's just an, been an, a, a really good day and seeing all of these questions and and posing one of my own just kind of got the creative juices flowing in uh, in my mind and uh the last one I'm going to talk about that I uh saw and replied on was uh what song still blows you away and again, that was uh, that was submitted by Return of Rock, and uh, there's just not one. You know, it, it, with me, there's there's multiple layers that uh, make up my musical my musical palette. So uh, on this one, you have um, you have things like uh, Bad Reputation from Thin Lizzy. Uh, that that song just it, for me never gets old. It still uh, it still resonates with me today. Uh, musically speaking, the uh, the bass tone and the way that Phil Linet played that thing was uh, was just amazing. And if you have not heard Bad Reputation, when you get a chance to really just try to isolate your your listening to the bass that Phil is playing because it. There's there's this quality to his bass playing in that song that is just that is just amazing and just it makes me smile every time I hear it. Another song that I put on that list was a song called Waste by Big Wreck. It is off their debut album In Loving Memory of. It was um, it's one of those songs. Even though the Oaf was the first one I heard from Big Wreck, it. Uh, when I got the album and I ran through the whole thing, Waste was the song that just, it hit all the bases at that moment in time. And even today, even though life has changed and situations are completely different, I can always go back to that song. It never gets old and it still blows me away to this day. How well written, how, the the structure of the song is it's a more mellow type song but it's it still hits hard uh lyrically and and musically so that every day I, every time i listen to it that song still blows me away again cinderella comes back into the conversation off the long cold winter album the very first song i think is the perfect way to open up an album and that song is Bad Seamstress Blues, Falling Apart at the Seams. The way it starts off with the slide acoustic guitar and just comes in and and just punches you right in the face is a song that I will never, ever get tired of. It is my favorite Cinderella song to play on the drums. 
There's just something about the song. It's one of those intangibles. Uh, just it hits again. It hits all the bases that uh, that I require in a song uh, for me to just fall in love with. One song that I did list on this uh, short list, and there are there's probably hundreds of songs that still blow me away, is a song that is completely out of the hard rock and heavy metal scene. And that is a song called The Groove Line from Heat Wave. And it's more of a, it would probably be categorized as disco. Uh, it's, it's a little more, I think it's a little more funky, a little funkier than, than your traditional disco track. But um, it's got great harmonies. The drums are just amazing in this song. And um, it, it's, it's one of those songs that uh, it's so catchy and so hooky that, um, that you can't get it out of your head. And the first time I heard it, I fell in love with the song. And uh, it's, it's just a song that, you know, the, the drums, it's, it's fun to play along with. I've done it probably hundreds of times during uh, doing drum exercises or warm up or just, just messing around on my kit. Every time it was just me in one of those three-hour sessions of, of learning songs, I always had to play Heat Wave uh, either at the beginning or the end because the song is challenging to play physically. And uh, if I did it at the end, it was a little bit harder to, to play at the end of my, my session. But uh, it was it's a great song and uh, definitely never gets old. And the last two songs that I put on there were uh, Dry Bone Valley from Mastodon, which I just think is, it's damn near a perfect song, and Clutch with Firebirds, and it's off the uh, Psychic Warfare album. I love that entire album uh, before TMOLR started. I was doing uh, video reviews of albums and things of that nature on Facebook. I think that video is still up somewhere in in on Facebook or something like that or YouTube. It's somewhere. I can't even remember where I put it, but that album and that particular song just I I can listen to that song on a continuous loop and it never gets old and I never get tired of it. The band Clutch uh is just one of those bands that just make me smile every time I hear them. This is uh, this is just me kind of talking today. Uh, got excited about the new intro again. Uh, that was uh, something that um, was kind of um, happenstance almost, but I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy that that I have that, and I'm just excited to to do that and and have it as part of the show. And uh, again, having Compass as the Season 7 official intro is a great thing. So uh, just wanted to kind of get this out there a little bit. And just, uh, I guess I got a little bit of uh, nervous energy from today. So uh, this one's kind of short, and it's just me. But um, hopefully uh, tomorrow on the schedule, we're going to have Maximus on the program they were one of the first bands to be interviewed on this program and um, we're going to have them back on the show i'm really excited about this uh, blackie's going to be with us and i think it's going to be an episode that you're not going to want to miss there's been a lot of changes 
uh, and things of that nature in the Maximus camp. So uh, hopefully we'll get an update on that and uh, what they've got planned for the future. It seems like it's going to be a lot of big things happening in the Maximus camp for 2021. And um, two, I reached out to the new band Plush. It is uh, fronted by uh, Mariah Formica, and um, I've tried. I've reached out to her before. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get a uh, a positive response from that. I'd love to get Plush on the show and uh, have them spotlighted here. Anyway, it's uh, it's getting uh, it's getting really late. It's a little bit after one o'clock now, so. Uh, everyone have a great Wednesday. I hope that uh, your, the rest of your week goes by great. And look forward to tomorrow. We'll have Maximus on the program. That'll be uploaded uh, hopefully no later than about 9 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit later interview than normal. But uh, everyone have a great day. Thank you so much for the support uh, that you've been giving me uh, we're going to be coming up on the two-year mark in in July so uh, thank you for that and as always support your local music scene as best you can let's get back to the live music that we are all hoping comes back sooner rather than later and uh, everybody support each other and until next time this is Little Rage out